Welcome, I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to How to Human. It is New Year's Day 2023, and I am sitting here with my my favorite human, Craig Brummel. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. So we went on a long walk today, and we had some time to to reflect, which we love to do. We just don't often get the time to do so. And part of our reflection was in light of a podcast that Craig had shared with me, Michael Gervais, who's one of our favorites. It was an episode where he talked about uh, just loving this life that we lead and his language and just the way he approaches things is so, it just resonates so much with me and the work I do. And also I think you would say it speaks to you. Absolutely. He has some, some foundational principles that I think are both inspiring, but also align very much with, I think, what, what you do as part of your business and what we hope for for young adults and parents alike. Yeah, and I think it's so much about, as we say, you know, loving the life we lead, being deeply connected to purpose and meaning, and having a relationship with, with ourselves and others that is of substance, and Leaving this place in this world of ours better than we found it. The contribution piece is big. And I think that all of those combined are part of the, the brew that I think we're all trying to, you know, kind of um, create as we learn how to human and to human as well as we can to continue to grow that skill set and that ability to say, Life is going to have its hard moments. Life is going to be challenging. And many of you listening are in very, you know, highly charged environments, uh, very, very competitive environments, um, lots of stress. And I think the more we help you build those skills that we believe are core to humaning better, I think the more it sets you up for being able to elevate your game and continue to evolve and grow and to, as we just said, love the life you lead, love the person that you are, and also be able to love and, and um, you know, elevate the rooms that you walk into in your lives. I think one of the things that I've been so impressed with, with you, Marta, as you work with your your young adults and parents is this notion of humaning is it's it's a it's a day to day activity it's a minute to minute activity um, based on some foundations and principles and and techniques and tools and thoughts and approaches and 
and I think that that's important. That that mm-hmm. this is you know this life, this beautiful life that we li- live and lead, um, we have an opportunity to have such tremendous impact, um, and it it really requires and asks of us to show up each and every day and mm-hmm. to choose how we want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, I've been I have been so impressed and and love just your philosophy and approach in helping in that way. That's not a magical wand, but it is is really working side by side, mm-hmm. uh, day by day with these young adults. I adore my people. I love you young adults out there. We have four of our own <laughs> under our roof. <laughs> we adore them as well. And we yeah. adore them. And we also, we feel what it, you know, we can feel the the pressure. We can feel that sense of like, what's this all for, right? We can feel that sense of learning to build a self. And what does that look like? And how do you create the meaning and the purpose? How do you, how do you get the riches of this life in a way that... You just keep on, you keep on grooving, you keep on moving. And so today I asked Craig Brummel to join me because we've talked a lot about these, these skills that really are core to, I believe, that sense of stepping into the challenging environments that you all are often walking into and highly emotional moments and messiness of things and being able to navigate those so that you you are able to keep showing up. Um, And so we're going to talk about these three skills and something that Gervais had mentioned as well. We loved these, um, you know, these three skills that he talked about. And the first being, I think, so very important. And it's, it's about honesty and transparency with self. And Craig loved this. You can, uh, yeah. Well, it's with self and others. I yeah. think the 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 part of being honest with self and being honest with others is is where am I at and how am I doing and what is my part to play mm-hmm. as I navigate a particular situation and what is my part not to play. So even as I look at um, whether it's a work situation or a family situation or martyr with you and me where we run into to something that might be challenging or might mm-hmm. be an opportunity. It's it's being honest in a way that um, allows me to, I guess, not take on too much mm-hmm. um, responsibility, but to also acknowledge, like, all right, I maybe I messed up in a particular area and I can do better or do different. Um, starting in there, if I'm continually denying or, or, or deflecting and not maybe um, acknowledging, I think I think it makes it a difficult starting point um, from an honesty perspective with myself and with others. Yeah, and I think it is so easy to defend and blame and make excuses, but you and I both know it doesn't get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think instead it's helping us and our young people. And all you sweet young people out there have a way to be honest with yourselves, uh, especially when you're making mistakes, right? And missteps, because this is what we do. And especially at the age you are, the formation that is, you know, underfoot right now for you is that you're going to be making a lot of missteps and being able to notice, acknowledge, accept, and 
ask those questions, like Craig said, what part did I play in this, right? And how can I be part of the solution of whatever may be at play here? How can I learn from from this experience? And I think it's these kinds of things that the more we have that safety to be able to be transparent and honest with ourselves and with another, the more I think we're able to really show up mm-hmm. and to to learn and to grow mm-hmm. and to evolve and um, and be able to navigate these hard situations that we often find ourselves. Instead of the blaming and the shutting down and the deflecting and the defending, we're more open, we're more willing to be vulnerable, we're more willing to listen, be open, and take accountability and responsibility. Yeah, I like that. And I, yeah. think, I think it's interesting because we'll flow into the second kind of skill mm-hmm. or focus area here. I think it's difficult to be... That second one, which is awareness, more aware. Self-awareness, yeah. Self-awareness. If, if I am in a state of, of not being honest with myself. Right, right. And so that's where I, when you and I were talking about this, I, I like the connection between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it almost requires like being honest, looking in that mirror and being like, who am I and who do I want to be and how am I doing? And this is where I'm doing great. And this is where I can do better. Right. And this is where I can show up a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Then you can move into the notion of being more self-aware that I think is a tremendous gift. Yes. But before we segue into self-awareness, I would say, too, that and with transparency and with honesty comes compassion, comes softness, because I think we are very good at being super hard on ourselves. And I think when we misstep, we can have a tendency to beat ourselves up or feel ashamed. And I think that is something that when we go there, we're going to go into protective mode. We're not going to be in that, that place of saying, hey, hold on a minute. You know what? I I want to take some. You know, there's some culpability here, and I want to take a moment and be reflective and to hold space for this. So I think those are things, and we do this with our kids as well because our kids are misstepping here and there um, too. And so Craig and I are always thinking about like how do we hold space and allow for them to feel safe enough to share these missteps and to be able to help them process them, unpack them. We have a recent situation that just came up with one of our sweet kids. And so we just did this very practice with with mm-hmm. this particular child of ours. And it was kind of fascinating to watch because we could have easily been super hard on this, this particular uh, young adult of ours. But instead, it was like that that child was doing it for themselves almost. We didn't have to do that. We we created space for them to, to own it. And then also, I think, to be able to say, hey, you know, how do we want to move forward with this? I, I think this, yeah. is a, this is an interesting side point. Um, even in that conversation with one of our children, the other sibling was sitting there saying, look, I, I think it's important for you to just be direct and honest, saying this to his to their sibling, to be direct and honest with mom and dad, with mom and dad, and yourself, and yourself, <laughs> and then we can, and then go from there. Yeah. And um, 
it was it was, really it was yeah it was a collector practice where yeah. we're like yeah and if and if we don't get there then there's obviously some other conversations but I yeah. think creating that space as yeah. parents and young adults and young adults for each other creates a certain level of honesty and authenticity um, to yeah. to have that conversation and then move on from there yeah and I think that's something we're all doing for ourselves and also um, you know for for one another. Mm-hmm. So segueing into number two, which is awareness, self-awareness, and increasing the awareness around that internal landscape. So that inside-out living, of course, we talk about all the time. And what is going on internally, right? And that's where our thoughts, that's where our mind is is at play. And that's also where so much of our feeling is happening, right? So we want to be able to kind of check in and see what's really happening inside in body awareness, mind awareness, and then growing more of that emotional intelligence, right? And feeling our feelings and understanding from where our feelings are coming and knowing that there is no bad feeling as much as there's some uncomfortable ones and there's some heavier ones and bigger ones, but to be able to learn to see them as messengers, right? And to not think anything's gone wrong, but to work with them and to utilize them because they, I think, are are so powerful. Um, and there's something that I think the vulnerability piece around feeling feelings, right, and being self-aware, the more we can model that for one another and that vulnerability and that space where you don't really know how something's going to go, right, but that you build this emotional strength by staying in those very uncomfortable moments and uncomfortable spaces where it's pretty emotionally charged and not having control per se and not knowing how it's going to go, but staying there just another moment, right? Just enough time to be able to kind of work with it, sit with it and allow it to unfold in a way that says, it's okay. We're going to get to the other side of this. And we're here to, to do that for ourselves and for another in a way that allows for the self-awareness to take root because with self-awareness, we know that we're able to be more honest and transparent about who we want to be and how we want to show up. So I think gaining that, that awareness, even for our young adults, being able to say, hey, what was really going on in that moment, right? What were the feelings that were happening inside of you? What was what was playing out for you to be able to kind of go inside, not just to, to judge it from the outside, but to really turn the spotlight in and to help this, you know, this young adult of ours in that process of being able to recognize it was an emotional situation. It was an uncomfortable one. And it was very vulnerable. And how do we create the space and how does this young adult create the space to, the, to, to not judge it harshly, but to also, um, you know, honor Move it. Move through it, yeah. Right. I think um, the notion of self-awareness is, is one that is always curious because it, it almost feels elusive. Like, how do I become more self-aware? Even myself, you know, as a as an adult, an older adult, um, a really old, a really old adult, <laughs> adult um, of trying to better my own self-awareness. And mm-hmm. and I think, I I think the most basic step is to take time mm-hmm. to create space. You're talking about how we approach that with our our young adult 
on this particular situation. We're, we're being very cryptic. We don't want to out <laughs> any one of our children or the other in this. Um, but you can all read yes, between you the can lines all read between the lines. Um, but um, the it is the notion of how do I become more self-aware? And part of it is is taking time. And there's different ways to do that. Part of it could just be I'm going to go journal. Some some people don't care to journal. I know a lot of guys don't journal. I'm not a huge journaler. Other guys don't journal. But journaling requires taking time, taking some thought, and putting something on paper. Meditation, uh, reflection. Um, there's lots of apps out there, Calm App, Headspace App, and others that create a little structure that allows for that. Um, or just going on a walk. Whatever it may be, I think this notion of building or calling your coach or calling your coach, right? If if you happen to know your coach, give give your coach a call. Yeah, it 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 what it does is it creates the space to reflect and think and and be and be honest, right? And to be honest, and then from there to choose, then how do you want to be going forward? Mm -hmm. And that allows you to to assess, Mm -hmm. reflect. And be aware, and and maybe even asking others for feedback or how am I doing? Maybe it's a friend or, or as you said, a coach within there. And being accountable and responsible in the process as well. I think that's key. So again, all of these things. So we're talking about, you know, number one, the the transparency with self and honesty, and then number two, awareness, self awareness in general, and the feelings and the thinking and how that all, you know. Um, it plays a part in this skill building that we're talking about in how to navigate hard things, right? And navigate humaning in general. Number three is a really super important one as well. And I think it's core to how we do this life. And that is having hope and optimism and this fundamental belief about the future working out. So how do we get better at enduring something, right? And then having the hope that it will get better. And that's something we talked about in our last episode. It's really about this ability to stay in something when it's hard and to have the discipline of mind to work with yourself in a way to stay in it mm-hmm. when it's hard, when it's breathless, when you are, you know, you're coming up for air and you're thinking, normally you might be thinking something's terribly gone wrong. Instead, it's like, I am in this state and place and I'm safe, even though I am breathless and even though I am scared or even though I am overwhelmed or I am feeling really charged emotionally, all of these things to just be able to sit with that and and know I'm gonna I'm gonna move through this and I'm gonna stay with this and I'm I'm safe, I'm okay, and I have the hope to know that on the other side of this I'm gonna be, you know, better for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting one of the mantra, the Brahma mantras, is this notion of we can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and in the second um, byline of that is, and in the midst of discomfort comes great growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I remember it reminds me when we moved to Guatemala, just before we were moving, we were telling our kids and we told our third oldest, which is Leo, um, that we're going. And each sibling got to tell the, the next sibling below them in age that we were going. And <laughs> when Leo learned that we were going, this was he was a he was a younger young one at the time, he broke down. He started crying and, and he said, 
I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Those were his exact like words. Yeah. He was a young, nine, young, nine you know, yeah. and he was competitive and fun loving. But this was something, he, it was a lot for him. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know what? It's okay. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. We will do it together. Mm-hmm. And we come back and, and visit those moments. And even when he hits hard times in his lives mm-hmm. and w- with our other kids, the same, when that hope, having that hope, that optimism of saying, it's hard and I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. I can get through that. That underpinning in that is this notion of hope. Like I can work through this. I've done it in the past. Mm-hmm. And while this one seems pretty heavy duty, mm-hmm. I can still get through that. And I think seeing, yeah. um, taking examples, practicing that and reflecting on where you've done it in the past can create some of that hope for the future. Right. And I think this discipline is really born in, in a, in a kind of optimism and that fundamental belief that it's going to work out because I think we literally train our minds to be more optimistic. And I think, how do we do that? We do it with the body of evidence that Craig's talking about of doing hard things. The more we do hard things, the more we have the evidence to know, actually, you know what? We can do more hard things. And in fact, when we do hard things, there's also good things that come, right? It's not just one or the other. It's always the and so, so often. And so I think training our minds in those situations and when these these were inside these very difficult moments to just stay a little bit longer, right? Until it makes sense. And I think that's for true for Leo. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it all started to make sense. It is true for all of our kids. Yeah. I think the trust is the confident, really, engagement with the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we all want to grow in because humaning is is the unfolding into the unknown. That's what it is. Every moment, we don't know. And that, and I think that's what you know. This skill of of growing hope. And of being more optimistic and choosing mm-hmm. this optimism versus pessimism mm-hmm. and cynicism, that I think is really uh, an essential skill. Yeah. And I think there's practices around that that we've talked about, but even the simple one of gratitude, waking up in the morning and being grateful for it's a new day, being grateful for the night's sleep, um, being grateful for you know the, the, the opportunity you have uh, in that moment, um, I and think being the person that you want to be right. in those moments. That's yeah. right. And so having those types of mindsets or practices can help start um, with hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I'm thinking of a few of my clients, my young adult clients out there. So maybe some of you are, are, are listening who are a little bit more pessimistic, right? And have a cynicism that drives through everything for you. And not believing that the future is going to work out, right? So we have these conversations about it because, of course, this pessimism and cynicism makes it very difficult. It makes it hard to, to, to make change if you don't believe the future is going to work out, right? That is, that's a, a huge obstacle to, to kind of get around. So I think part of that pessimism, too, is that more that blaming and that that sense of deflecting and not taking ownership and not being willing to engage fully, right? Not being responsible and accountable for for your part that you play in all of this, right? So 
I think in order to shift cynicism into more optimism, we can make more of those internal changes, right? By cultivating that internal landscape. And that internal landscape is really about thinking about hope and optimism and coaching you sweet people to to be super intentional about what you're believing to be true, what you're thinking, right? What are you listening to? Who are you spending your time with? What what impact is that having on your your belief system, right? And your hope or your cynicism, whatever they may be. And which one do you feed? And which one do you want to maybe starve off a little bit, right? And nourish less and give life to something something else. Uh, that's so good. I'm, you know, you and I have spoken in the past about the the channels, the feeds we get, mm-hmm. whether it's through social right. media or it's our friends or it's the news. There are hard things in this world mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. no doubt, that that can create some pessimism or cynicism. Mm-hmm. Um, there also is great hope and great beauty um, in finding those things though, for you as an individual and making some choices of not consuming or taking in things that bring that pessimism. And certainly social media is one of them. Certainly toxic friendships can be one. Certainly, um, you know, faith can be a, a, a positive momentum um, for, for people. But finding those things that bring goodness, um, that maybe take out some of the more uh, pessimistic side of things mm-hmm. to, to create some buoyancy is so important mm-hmm. today. Yeah, and I think just being aware of those relationships and and those projects or whatever may be that give you life and hope and challenge and goodness, because those are what I think are going to feed more of that hope muscle. And we need that. We need hope in order to keep to keep going, frankly, and to certainly get through the hard moments and the hard times. And I think that is, again, back to what we're talking about with vulnerability being so high for all of us, the empathy, right, to to um, to get us through the, the negativity and the judgment and the pessimism, as well as helping people understand what's going on inside and putting words to it. And then holding the regard for it and helping process it and cultivating hope in the process of processing what is going on inside of us. So again, I think all of these, well, these three skills that we've just talked about, the honesty, the transparency, the the self-awareness, and then this hope, these are the skills we believe that really help I think realize our our potential and also what's possible and I think also help us human in a way that we can all feel a little bit better and I think also do better. Yeah. yeah. I I totally agree and I think even as parents we have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a practice for each of us on a day-to-day basis as yeah. individuals, a daily practice. Of um, talking and living in alignment with that. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And as young adults, you know, most young adults are less practiced in these areas. As adults, as parents, mm-hmm. we may have more experiences in doing this, but we too have opportunities to grow. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like every day I'm learning and growing and figuring out how to better my capabilities in these areas. But I think what's 
equally as important in as, as putting on their parents' hat for a minute here is that modeling, being able to reflect mm-hmm. your um, actively embodying, um, embodying yeah. and and trying to build um, those capabilities and skills in yourself around honesty, around self-awareness, around hope. Um, shows being those things and being for, those things, yeah. it shows, and it doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't yep. mean you have it all, like figured out, figured out, right? <laughs> but the fact that yeah. you're trying and that, that you're talking through it, you're acknowledging it. I think that sets a model and example for our young mm-hmm. adults to say, "Huh, mm-hmm. why are you doing that? How mm-hmm. does that help? What does that mean? Um, and how has that helped you be better on a day to day basis?" Mm-hmm. I think really sets the tone. Yeah. You know, Gervais talks about how we really, you know, doing so those things with consistency, but also recognizing that we can't teach what we don't have, but we can teach what we we do have. And I love that so much. It's we can't give what we don't have, but we can give what we do have. And so being really thoughtful and intentional about what we're building in ourselves, those skills that we're building as humans, and then what we're continuing to also model for our young people and you young people out there growing these skills it's it's a core part of i think humaning really well so showing up is our greatest teacher and then knowing that this this relationship that we have with ourselves but especially with our young people out there we are kind of that delivery system for them and how they believe. Not to say that you guys are believing all the things that we as parents are are passing your way, but there's an awful lot that you're probably not even conscious of that we have just modeled for you over time. Hopefully we've done a good job, but there's also, you know, as Craig said, we don't do things perfectly. And there, these are the things we're working on. As much as we're asking you young adults to do this, we as as you know, full-fledged adults are doing the same damn thing. That's right. So it's, you know, we're all here, I think, to continue to learn how to rely on ourselves, how to build ourselves, how to have our backs, how to really access what's inside of us, right? Tap into our resources. Even if they're undeveloped, we can develop them. We can work with them. We can bring them to the light and we can we can nourish those things that give us life, that give us that hope, and that help us keep showing up for the hard, finding the meaning in the hard, staying engaged in the hard, knowing when we're breathless, it's okay. We're safe. We're going to be we're going to get to the other side of this. Just endure it a little bit longer. I mean, those are all the things that I think we, Craig Brummel and I, are talking today about because it's something we talk a lot about right. and um, and try to also convey to our to our kids. So um, and to all my sweet clients out there, keep going. That's right. That's what I want to say. Well, and and as you and I were talking about this topic, it reminded me of a story that I thought oh, yeah. might make sense to, to share yeah. as we, we can move end. towards um, the end yeah. here. Um, so for those Notre Dame fans, or not Notre <laughs> Dame fans, this is still a good story, but and there's a... Joe's going to listen to th- this. That's yeah. right. There's, there's a young man named Joe Schmidt who played football for Notre Dame. And Joe Schmidt, of a human. Joe Schmidt was a middle linebacker for the Irish during a certain period of time, and he was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. And he uh, grew, evolved into being captain his senior year. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a game, Notre Dame against uh, Clemson, in the rain, crazy game. 
Um, it was a heartbreaker of a game. It was, literally, there was um, hurricanes going on. It was, it was, it was <laughs> a little well, dramatic. A little dramatic, but a lot going on. He was, he was playing. He had an amazing game, but he was hurt during the game and continued to, to do his thing um, quite well. But our son, Leo, was um, an admirer of Joe Schmidt, and he was, wanted to meet him. And so he said, well, Leo, why don't you write him? Send him an email and, and uh, ask if you can meet up with him. And sure enough, he did. And Joe kindly responded. Mm-hmm. And they set a, a date to meet up. Yeah. Um, and Joe. got sandwiches after a soccer yeah, game, Yeah, right? Joe ended up coming to Leo's soccer game. He used yeah. to play soccer when he was young. And, and then after the soccer game, uh, we went out to uh, Subway. Okay. And got subway yeah. sandwiches, and so Leo interviewed. He had this questions, his little notebook, and um, and was talking to Joe, and and he asked Joe a question about, you know, Joe, what do you do? Like, wh- how have you navigated, you know, your time at Notre Dame and become who you are as as this linebacker? And and Joe basically walked us through this notion of of his humaning, which was every day he does small things and his belief is is these daily small things um, result in large impact on the world and create large movement and he even drew a picture out and, and, and drew a hockey stick that said these incremental steps each day lead eventually to more hockey stick type growth and for him that was one example was in football and now he's a successful businessman but he talked Leo through that and even talked about where he made the commitment to work out every single day. And consistency was a con- big part consistency of his, was his huge. Goal setting. And, yeah. and he said, at the end of the day, if I hadn't worked out and as I was going to bed, it was like I didn't work out. And so he would get down and we, he would go work out for at least 30 minutes to make sure that he stayed on track for. Uh, being honest with himself, mm-hmm. being aware holding of himself holding himself accountable, yeah. being aware of maybe where his shortcomings were, mm-hmm. what he needed to do to get better, but also had this amazing hope and belief in himself mm-hmm. and in Notre Dame and the football team that he could have an impact some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I thought that story embodied um, this journey in this mm-hmm. humaning journey. And so mm-hmm. I was reminded as you and I were talking through this path that uh, – it's made a, a strong impact on Leo and, and frankly, the rest of our kids as, as we reference that story uh, periodically each year. Yeah, the Joe Schmitz of the world, they're good, good eggs and uh, so grateful for, for their, you know, their, their time and their, their willingness to, to engage and, and to, to model, share and to and model, to model right? what it is to, to keep showing up and to keep creating what it is and going for what it is you want in this life, recognizing it's it's going to require some hard work. It's going to require breathless moments. It's going to require challenges. And the more you build those skills, those foundational skills, the more I think these kinds of things become a reality. And that's what it's about. Keep humaning, keep, keep living, keep showing up, keep going. Know you're loved. We've got your back here. And um, make sure you have your own back. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Be well. Happy 2023. Big, big love. Bye, guys. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. 
I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.